Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Javi coming to you with another episode of the Mistakers Podcast, man. Just here to talk about the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets game two tonight. Who will be the key factors? Will Jokers have another triple-double? Will Jimmy finally show up after the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat series? Just all We're just going to talk about all that here today. Um, started off with the Denver Nuggets, man. I mean, coming off a 4-0 sweep against the Lakers. Um, not to take anything away from the Lakers, man. They have the, you know, the this generation's golden LeBron James. Um, nothing to take away from them, man. They're a fantastic team. They just didn't have the pieces enough to put it together and, you know, go against a team like the Denver Nuggets. Um, credit out to Denver, too, man. Um, they have one of the best big men in the NBA right now, Nikola Jokic, which is dominating the playoffs, man. He's almost averaging a triple-double. Um, I haven't looked at his stats recently on, on after like the Miami Heat and um, uh, their game one against the Miami Heat, so I can't tell you. But uh, the last time I did look coming into the finals, he was almost averaging a triple-double. Um, so that's pretty impressive. On the other side, you have Jimmy Butler, which a lot of people are saying after he had the ankle um, injury against the Knicks. Um, he, he, he's saying that his game kind of fell off, but... I don't know, because when they went against the Boston and they went up 3-0 on Boston, Jimmy Butler was playing fantastic, man. So I don't know how true it is that he's hurt, but it didn't look it didn't look like to me that he was hurt when he was playing against the Boston Celtics. First two games, they went up 3-0. Jimmy Butler was playing like playoff Jimmy after the 3-0. I don't know. I felt like Jimmy Butler just fell off, man. Uh, could be me. I I don't know. I'm a I'm a Miami Heat fan for those uh for those of you that don't know. So I don't know, man. Jimmy was playing like playoff Jimmy the first few series. Uh after that three oh lead that they took on the Boston Celtics, I feel like he kinda fell off, man. I mean the numbers prove it, guys. He was averaging thirty thirty one point three, right? I don't know where now he's averaging like twenty three point three, which I'm not saying is bad, but is eight points is eight points. Um, as you know, they lost to the Denver Nuggets last game, one hundred four to ninety three. The eight points that he he's missing would have probably made a difference. But let's not. I mean, if you really want to talk about game one, game one was really it was really all. I mean, shooting wise, it was a real bad game for Miami. Uh, Max Juice and Kayla Martin combined went one for seventeen. Uh, for a guy like Kayla Martin, who's been, I mean, he. He he was right there competing with Jimmy Butler for the final, the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. Guy only lost by one vote. So for a guy like that to combine with Max Juice for one for seventeen, him himself with one for se- uh he was one for seven, I believe, and Max Juice was zero for ten. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like just Eric supposed to kind of start changing the lines. I didn't see no Kevin Love, which kind of upset me last game. So that was kind of like you know. Kind of surprising to me from our exposure, but I mean, hopefully tonight in game two, man, I don't know. We could see, probably see uh, Kevin Love play. I would love to see Kevin play tonight. Um, I think he will match up well against Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon was killing us. He was killing us in the paint the last game, man. Um, they would throw Gabe Vincent on him, which I don't know why we were doing that, but they threw Gabe Vincent on him last game, and it was just like... That doesn't make sense. Talking about a dude that's like six eight, six nine. Gavinson is like six two. 
you have to put some you have to put a body on him, man. So I don't know, like if I'm if whoever watched the game, you could clearly see that Jimmy, every time Jimmy would guard him, he would like shoot the ball or he would air ball. Um or they would just pass it to him and he would just pass it away. You know, so you have to definitely get a body on him, man, because if not, the guys, I mean, the guys going to torture you, man. They're going to torture you. You're going to find a mismatch, and that's exactly what Denver was doing last game. Um, and, you know, it was just killing us in the paint, man. You have to use your, you know, to me, I don't know. I was talking with some of my friends at work um, this past week, and I was just saying, I miss when the NBA it used to be, you know, they had the lineup where it was like point guard, shooting guard, small forward, and power forward and center. Um, I don't know if a lot of guys, you know I mean? I, I, I've been watching NBA since I was a kid. So I remember when, uh, like, the Detroit uh, Pistons were running like that Rasheed Wallace, Ben Wallace combo on the floor. Uh, you know, everybody always had, like, that power forward and center. I don't know. Now I feel like the league is more is it, it, you know centers and power forwards shoot more now. Um, there are no centers no more like Kobe. I mean, I'm sorry, no centers like Kobe. I mean, there's no more centers like Shaq or anything like that. Um, I always like. I, I'm not a. Not that I'm not a fan of Giannis. I like Giannis because I feel like he's the only player in the league. He shoots too. But I feel like he's the only player in the league that really takes it to like the hole. Like he actually plays in in like inside the paint. Um, the way he drives, just everything about him, man. Like he's always looking to score in the paint before he actually shoots. A lot of these centers now, man, they get open and they're at the three point line. They they're shooting. They're shooting the majority of the time. So I don't know. Like obviously, you know, the game has evolved more. Um you know, uh, now you have shooting centers, like I was saying. You have shooting power forwards. Uh, so it's definitely not like back then, man. But we do – I feel like they – you know, like we do need that in the NBA. We do need that power forward slash center combination again. Uh, that way you have – you know, your team is big. Denver – the Denver Nuggets are – are their team – they're a huge team. I mean, their smallest player on the court is Jamal Murray in 6'4". Everybody after that is like six eight and above. I, I believe Aaron Gordon is like six eight six nine. Um, Michael Porter Jr., which was incredible to me the other day, I looked it up, is six ten. Unbelievable. Um, and then, you know you have Nikola Jokic and those guys, which are like six eleven seven feet. So they're definitely a big team, man. I mean Miami, on the other hand, have Gabe Vincent six two. Jimmy's about six six. Kayla Martin and those guys are like probably like six seven. Uh that kind of stuff. The tallest player on the court is Bam, and Bam is six nine, dude. I mean, you're really not gonna you're really not gonna be able to compete with a team like Denver in the paint because their team is so big. So that's why they were exploiting that mismatch with Gabe Vincent and Aaron Gordon. Every time, you know, they would put Gabe Vincent on Aaron Gordon. I know you guys seen it, but it was kind of funny when he did the, you know, you're too small, uh, like uh, Tonta. You know, I mean, he's letting you, he's letting you know, man, he's he's too small. So they definitely were exploiting that. That's something that I I look forward to Miami tonight. Uh, definitely, you know, like uh, taking care. I see what Eric Spoelstra is gonna do tonight. I'm intrigued to see what kind of lineup he pro- um he's gonna run. Pretty sure he's gonna go with Gabe Vincent, Max Drews, Caleb Martin, Jimmy Butler, and. Uh, Bam out of Bayou again, so 
I don't know. I just I don't have no problem with that with that starting five. I just think that you should definitely you know put Kevin Love in the game. Like you know, some time in the game. Put you have to put him in the game. Um, a lot of you guys know. And I don't know if you guys know how much you know. You guys been watching the playoffs. I've been watching the playoffs since it started. Um, Kevin Love has been an important piece on why is Miami. You know why Miami was winning those games those games against uh, the Knicks uh, and Milwaukee and all that kind of stuff. We all know that Kevin Love is an elite passer off the rebound, so that plays a big factor in it, too. You know, the guy's a veteran, so definitely looking forward to Eric Spolster playing Kevin Love tonight, man, um, as well as some of these other guys that they have here on the squad, man. Um, I, I don't know. They have, like, you know, like, I, I have yet to see. I don't know if he's still hurt. Uh, uh, Nikola Jovic. I want to see him. I, I would love to see that guy play too, man. Um, as well as Cody Zeller, not a, not really a big fan. A lot of it was speculations this week saying that they might start Cody Zeller at power forward. Not sure how that's gonna work out, but I don't know. I'm not too big of a fan of Cody Zeller. Um, whenever he's on the floor, a lot of mistakes are going on on the floor. He's turning the ball over, which is ridiculous. We don't need turnovers right now. Um, so I'm also, I'm pretty sure all you Miami Heat fans are actually looking forward to Tyler Hero coming back. The last game, and not even last game, this series is a Tyler Hero series. I believe it is a Tyler Hero series. We need his shooting. We just need his playmaking, everything. We, we, we need him back. Um, there were speculations around the league saying that he might come back for game three of the finals. Which will actually be it will be dope because game three is in Miami, coming back in your home court, you know you have that momentum, you know of your team. Just hypothetically, if Miami wins today, he comes back for game three. You know you never know how he might play, man. So definitely intrigued to see Tyler Hero to come back, man. We'd love to see um, Max Drews get his like mojo back, man. O for ten last game killed us. You think about it. We lost by, what, 11 points. He him, him himself was 0 for 10. So we definitely missed his points. Uh, Want to see Caleb Martin get back in his groove. Uh, I just think, honestly, we didn't have enough rest uh, the, with the Boston. So going to Game 7 with Boston. So that kind of played a big factor in it. Denver had some – they had like nine days off or something like that. So I don't know. I feel like – Coming off that Boston series, and then quickly, you only have two days to practice, really, you know, to do things. So, I don't know. It's going to be fun, guys. going to be fun. So, just to get into that topic again, the one I was talking about, um, just the points in the paint. The point, you know, points in the paint. Uh, the last few years, um, surprisingly to me, John Morant in 2021 led the league in points in the paint with 16 and a half. Um, Zion in 2020 led the league with points in the paint in uh, 2020 with 20.3, which is outrageous. That's almost like kind of like Shaq numbers, man, when Shaq was in his prime. It's crazy. Uh, the 2019, 2018, 2017, it's the reason why I said I like Giannis. He dominated those three years in the league with points in the paint, averaging 70, 17.5 in 2019 and in 2018. And in 2017, he averaged... 15.7 points in the paint, man. Um, 2016 was Cat, Carl Anthony Towns, averaging 14.1. And the list just goes on and on and on and on and on. Now, going back to why I was comparing Giannis 
to the way he plays like Shaq in the paint is because Shaq was in the league in 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005. And in 2006, when he won the title with Owen Wade, he let all those years... All those six years, he led the league with points in the paint. With his highest, his highest average with the Lakers with, uh, was um, twenty point one. Uh, obviously, his numbers, you know, they start to decline. He got older and stuff like that. With Miami, he averaged fourteen points in the paint, which isn't that bad. Um, but it's just you know, you obviously he wasn't a prime Shaq. You know, Kobe and Shaq is like those are like the one-two punch, man. I mean, you couldn't. Those guys were, like, literally unguardable in their prime. So that's what I'm talking about, man. Like, that's why I feel like the league has went kind of, like, south now. Um, a lot of, like, centers and a lot of power forwards, especially power forwards. That's why, you know, they're, they're called stretch bigs or, you know, they, they shoot now. Everything is shooting now in the NBA. You know, we all know that Steph Curry re- revolutionized the game, you know, for his shooting. He's definitely the greatest shooter of all time. Um, but I feel like, you know, with him, you know, with his shooting and everything, you know, revolutionized the game a little now. Everybody uh, shoots, um, including Giannis himself, like I said. Um, but Giannis, like I said, man, numbers don't lie here, man. He dominated the league three straight years in the paint, man, with two years of him averaging almost 20 points in the paint. Average 17.5. I mean, he's only 2.5 points away from averaging 20 in the paint. So that's why I was saying, you know, I feel like the league has changed, man. Um, um, like I said, none don't don't take away from Giannis. He does shoot the ball, but he plays a lot in the paint too, man. Um, a lot of these other teams, their players really don't, you know, play that much in the paint anymore, man. Uh, another guy I want to talk about too might be Anthony Davis, and it's it's crazy to me. I don't see him on this list. Anthony Davis actually plays in the paint. A lot too. Um, I feel like his game is a little mid-rangey now. Um, he, you know, obviously he's been in the league for so long. Uh, probably doesn't want to take those, those hits that he used to take when he was in his prime. Um, so his game now is like, eh, I would say he get, he he goes in the paint, um, not that much, but his game is like a little mid-rangey paint, you know, paint thing. Uh, definitely in a mirror. Definitely Anthony Davis will kill you in a mid-range, man. So. You always got to look out for, you know, you know, for that and Anthony Davis. Um, not too many players. I'm trying to think of, like, um, what other players in the league as well, like, playing in the paint. Now, do you have Jaron Jackson over there in Memphis? He's a real good defender. Actually good in the paint, too. Doesn't have a really great – doesn't have a really great shot. He's a real good defender, though. He does play in the paint, too. Um, he was actually doing decent in the Lakers uh, – in the Lakers series, but they – Obviously, I mean, we all seen the Lakers were kind of too powerful for the Memphis Grizzlies. Crazy. They were, they were the number two seed and got eliminated by the Lakers. That's crazy with them having the team they had. And the defensive player of Jaron Jackson, you have a um, phenomenal point guard in John Morant, which is crazy what he's going through right now and all the legal problems he's having. Um And, yeah, it's just crazy. You know, you had Desmond Bain, which, I don't know, that guy – not too big of a fan of. Um, and the one and only man, the one that wants to become the new dream on green and uh and Brooks. Um is you know, I don't know. I feel like they they could have 
put up a better fight up against, you know, like the Lakers. But, hey, who am I, right? Um, I would have definitely thought uh, Brooks could have shot better. Desmond could have shot better. John Moran could have played way better. Um, Jaron Jackson, I really don't remember his numbers too much. But I'm pretty sure, yeah, he could have played a lot better. Just over team, just the, you know, team and overall, they could have played better. But the Lakers definitely came out as the better team. Um, with LeBron and Austin Reeves and Anthony Davis. Everybody was just playing their part, man, everybody. Um, I can't remember D'Angelo Russell's stats too much, but I'm pretty sure he played an uh, important role. Jared Vanderbilt, you know, just the whole team all around. You know, the Lakers won that series because they played as a team. Now, after that, they ran into, um, which I believe were the, uh, uh, give me a minute here, I forget. Yes, after that, they ran into the Golden State Warriors, um, which Warriors uh, actually took game one, 122 to, I believe, was 101, I think it was. You know, Warriors looked outstanding in the first game, winning the game by 20, <clears throat> by 21 points. Um, now, you know, after, after pretty much that series is when they ran into kind of a, what I would say, a brick wall. And the Denver Nuggets. Um, but that Warriors and Lakers series was such a good series, man. Um, you can never take it like series like that for granted, man. Um, everybody was just playing fantastic. Um, I, I mean, my honest opinion, I, I thought the, the Warriors would have took it like in game seven or something, but the Lakers proved me wrong. Um, obviously, Warriors been dealing with a lot of injuries uh, this season with Steph and all those guys uh, being injured, but... You know, n- nothing nothing to make an excuse for. Lakers definitely had their injuries too. Um, so, you know, they matched up well, man. Both teams had almost a equivalent record with the Lakers being 43-39 and 39 this season and the Golden State Warriors ended their season with 44-38. Uh, and 38. You know, both teams barely making the playoffs. So, it's nothing to say that both teams are kind of even. Um, it's just, again, man, when you have a player like LeBron on your team, he does make a difference. Um, the guy's like the best player in the league now. Um, after pretty much, you know, after, you know, Jordan and everything, that generation, you know, LeBron's safe to say he is the Michael Jordan of this generation. So, you have a player like LeBron on your team, man, he does make a difference, man. Can't take none away from the Golden State Warriors over there having Steph Curry. Um, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, those guys are outstanding. Four titles together. So nothing bad to say about those guys. Um, have outstanding coach in Steve Kerr. He was a pretty much of a great player too. Teammate with Jordan over there in Chicago. Um, you know, so not to take away from either team, man. Both were great. Um, after that, the Lakers ran into the Denver Nuggets. Um, which is well, <laughs> Denver Nuggets are now in the finals. They actually swept the Lakers. Um. It's crazy. I mean, every game was, every game was f- fairly close, fairly close. Um, you had um, you had a uh, game one thirty two, one twenty six, one hundred eight, one hundred three, one nineteen, one hundred eight, um, one thirteen, one eleven. That last game was brutal. I was actually watching that game. The Lakers were up at halftime, seventy three to fifty eight. Thought they were gonna take it up, being up fifteen. Come, um, my brother texted me. My brother's a big Lakers fan. Um, he's been there since like Kobe. You know, he's actually a Kobe fan, diehard. Um, 
he calls me and he says, he texts me, he says, man, the Lakers are like pathetic. And I'm like, hey, I'm like, what's going on? So I'll actually pull up the score. You know, I was watching the game for a little bit, but, you know, it's a late night game, so I fell asleep. And then uh, one of my other boys texted me. His name is Joey, and he said, he, I forget what he texted me, but it was like talk, kind of like talk, talking trash about the Lakers. So, yeah, so he was just like, you know, talking trash about the Lakers and everything, and I'm just like, no way the Lakers gave up the lead, right? Uh, it, it's just crazy to me. They were up 15 and a half time. Um... Obviously, you know, LeBron's on the court. LeBron's on the team. There's no way, you know, they gave up the lead, right? Um, I actually go on the score app and I look at the score. And when I look at the score, the Lakers are losing by three. And I am just like, wow. There is no way. They were up at 15 and a half and now they're losing this game. Um, Once they, yeah, once I see them, I'm like, yeah, the game's over. Um, I believe uh, Denver is, you know, going to sweep those these guys. And it's exactly what happened, man. So now, you know, they're in the finals with Miami. Um, we're headed to game two tonight. Um, it's like I said, man, I, I, I have to see I have to see something out of Jimmy. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy needs uh, – he had the interview, which is surprisingly to me. He has the interview, and he goes in – and he says in the interview, pretty much like the team, pretty much his his words were like, um, I mean, to sum it up, his is pretty much like the team runs through me. Whatever I do, the team, you know, I, I have to play better. You get what I'm saying? So if I play better, the team will play better. But I don't know, man. The last few games he's had, he hasn't just been playoff Jimmy. He's just been, uh, you know, I mean, the, that game, the last game, game seven against Boston, he had 28 points. But, okay, there was a time in these playoffs where Jimmy was giving you 30-plus consistently. And you don't have to worry. He wasn't the guy you had to worry about on the court because you know he was going to show up. Jimmy has become the player that you have to worry about on the court now, um, which to me is bad because he's kind of like the superstar of the Miami Heat. Um, and it's like I said, man, he was, you know, Caleb Martin lost to him by one vote for the Eastern Conference Finals MVP, which is a surprise, man, because you would have thought Jimmy would win that by a long shot, dude. Like, there's no way that this guy went from averaging 31.3 points to averaging 23.3, you know? The guy was shooting nothing like above 50% of field goal percentage, like, you know, we need that Jimmy Butler back, man. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's, it was just weird to me. So hopefully we get that playoff Jimmy tonight. Um, Bam had an amazing game against Jokic last game. I mean, he almost looked like Bubble Bam. Um, hopefully we get that Bam tonight. If Jimmy and him could come playing, if Bam could come playing the way he played last game and Jimmy could be playoff Jimmy, um, hope Juice and... Kayla Martin don't go combine one for 17. We might have a shot at winning tonight, man. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, man, it'll be nice if we, you know, we could pull out this W. If we could still win in Denver, would be nice. So, yeah, guys, I'm just going to wrap this up, podcast up. Um, we're just going to go and, um, you know, head into game two tonight. See what... um. See pretty much what's gonna happen. Um, stay tuned. I will be doing a podcast for the um the post game. Um, so I'll probably do it sometime later this week. I don't know if I'll be able to 
not later this week. I'll probably do it like tomorrow, uh, which is Monday. Or um, you never. I mean, you never know. I could probably do one after the game, or who knows, man. Um, but I definitely will be doing a um, podcast for the post, not the post game, the um, like the review, like pretty much the recap of the, uh, game two. So just stay in, um, look out for that. Um, there's a lot of things coming, man, with this podcast. I've been we've been trying to get everything rolling. Me and my partner. Um, know some of you guys are like eager to meet my partner. It's my cousin actually. Um, but you know, we'll be we'll be on this podcast together, man. Um, just you know, just bear with us and everything. Um, I appreciate for everyone that will uh, be listening. Um, as well as you know, the ones that will be tuning in. Um, so yeah, guys, let's see. Um, if Miami can steal this W. Uh, you know, still this game over in Denver tonight, and um, let's go from there, man. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you for listening, guys. Um, see you on the next one, man.